You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Smart Wrestling Fan. Here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops! I feel that groove right there. I am oh, vibing. Man. I'm vibing. Silicon Steve Valley, Vlad the Impaler on the other side. Impaler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Silicon Steve Valley. I'd only be better in life if I just had half your money. And one day, I hope to be there. Well, well, I just, I'm just glad you finally were able to move into a mansion. You're gonna love it. Ah, uh, yeah. It's going to be incredible. That's the kind of success that High Spots and Cheap Pops has brought you. You get to move into a mansion in one of the, and I'm not going to give you your address away, but one of the swankiest spots in Jersey. You And that's some yep. high living right there. Yeah, I am rubbing elbows with the housewives of New Jersey and wait till they get a load of me. So, we're talking all elite wrestling. We are talking about for my money, the best wrestling program on the planet. And I thought this was a great episode. The main event, I was the Arcade Anarchy. I was really not excited about, but it wound up being a really good high spot of the show for me, which I maybe not for you. Um, but let's just get into it. Uh, we'll go. We'll take it. We'll kind of go into chronological order. Is that something you're cool with? Impaler. I'm absolutely cool with that, and I'll just follow your glorious lead. All right. So we had, we had, of course, the debut of Christian Cage, and he's going to continue to incorporate the countdown to his entrance. Oh. Um, he looked blown up. It was a great match, but he and he didn't fuck up at all. There were no. There was a great. It was a really good match. Uh, right. Kazarian looked strong. Christian looked like he was blown up the whole time, though, didn't he? Like five minutes in, he's like, like he had his mouth open. Oh, okay. The virtually the entire match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His, Meaning, uh, he's his condition, his cardio. Yeah, his cardio was definitely probably not there currently. Uh, I, I thought maybe he felt like he was like looking inflated as if he got ripped. I'm like, he looked kind of you know scrawny to me in some ways, like a little bit more like lean, I should say. Um, Kazarian, I'm a fan of. I like him. <laughs> like, uh, it's like his approach is old school sort of approach. Older dude and just kicks ass. Great moves. Uh, I love that freaking uh, double leg drop that he does off the the second rope. Like, yeah. I just love the impact of it. Really good. Uh, oh, it's just yeah. a simple move, and it just it looks good. Um, yeah, but you know what happened? You know what the results uh, as far as Christian winning is sort of what I expected. It was a good, uh, you know, good match. Went well. Um, you know, did it burn the house down? Not necessarily, but it was entertaining and told a bit of a story. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, we go from here with uh, Christian. Uh, also, um, I mean, is this the end of SEU, do you think, uh, also? Well, let's, let's get into that a little bit. So, no, the, the okay. end of SEU is going to be when they lose to the young bucks for the tag team championships because okay, yeah, okay so that's when they're going to be broken up however scorpio sky has clearly moved on 
He's now with yes. ego, all ego Ethan Page. Yes. Uh, which we're doing a little bit. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, that so they're not totally broken up, but I think Azarian should be on his own. Christopher Daniels, because of his age, Zeke, you know, his best his yeah. best days are behind him, and he'll be the first one. I mean, the guy's 50, you think 51 years old. So I think Daniels knows that Kazarian could have a nice singles run without him. And I think Daniels, yeah. you know, he'll still wrestle, but he's going to be more of a Dustin Rhodes type deal where Kazarian is still a major player. And he showed that this past yeah. year, um, which I thought was great. And Christian, again, Christian, he has talked to, to about Kenny Omega here and there, but you got to get him involved in a program. Who do you get him involved with right away? Because what happened, just this is probably worth mentioning on Twitter, they baby faced it out, showing respect to each other. Kazarian and Christian. So it was babyface versus babyface uh, maintained after the match. So I don't think there's going to be anything more with Kazarian or Christian. I think it was just a good match for Christian to get his feet wet in the company with a guy he knew how to work with. And they did a really good job. So, yeah, like you said. Yeah. Um, considering their their uh, history, and you know, especially even with them leading off with each other, uh, you think there's any chance they might like link Christian and Kazarian together as a tag team after SCU breaks up? That might be something they've even considered and probably talked about because there is history there. Yeah. I could see it. I could definitely see it, and I could yeah. see them getting over too. You know. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. his heels, because they, they're. I think with Kazarian's personality too, which you see a lot of on being the elite. Kazarian's uh, person, Kazarian and Christian could have some fun and some funny things to do. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I like Kazarian. Yeah. I, the only yeah, question yeah, is, be does Kazarian, I'm sorry, but uh, the only question I have, does Kazarian turn heel on Daniels afterward, which I think would be the obvious move? Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? You, they're not really losing anything. I mean, Chris Daniels has really been sort of out of the, the loop ever since that one botch that he had, man. Like that, I don't know if you recall that. Like that was like the top rope. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, was trying bad. to pull it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that's bad, but um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, obviously, uh, Scorpio Sky is going another route. Kazarian is still, you could probably get a good two-year run out of him, man, easy, and um, we'll see. I mean, maybe they do link those two up, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see Christian there. It was great to see him, like you know, again, we just saw him what at the uh, Royal Rumble, and. Um, yeah. You know, he had a nice little bit of a run there. They, you know, the goodbye with with Edge, and uh, their legacy continues in a way. And um, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I, I mean, you know, Ed, you know, Christian versus Omega, he's going to have to like really bring it, man. You don't want to be too overshadowed in that match. No, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I think Christian, especially when your moniker and your big gimmick here is outwork everyone and. You're fucking huffing and puffing. Now, look, I could be completely wrong. I have been yep. in the ring, but as you know, I know what blown yep. up is. Yes. And he looked blown blown up. So there's that. And you're exactly right. Kazarian, despite his age, he doesn't look like he's that old. And he is a fresh face to a lot of new people. I mean, this is the most Kazarian has been yes. watched his entire career. So Kazarian doesn't look old. Kazarian can probably go for more than two years. I would... Say so you could probably get a good five years out of Kazarian because as long as he wants to go, because he's still kind of a fresh face face to millions of wrestling fans, despite the fact he's been an indie god and he was big with Ring of Honor and Impact. 
But yep. those companies are very minute compared to AEW. Yep. So what'd you think? Next, we had my man Darby Allen. I don't really like Darby Allen that much, actually. But he had another episode, one of his movies, one of his little that he produced and did all of that, which I find very fascinating. Mm. He really is a renaissance man, whether you like his style or not. No doubt how talented he is. And no doubt, again, skateboarder extraordinaire, movie maker, professional wrestler. You know, it's pretty incredible. And I thought he had a if I, I don't like this stuff, but I know a lot of people do. I thought the package was done really well and nailed it exactly the way he wanted to. Kind yeah. of making fun of Matt Hardy, building the feud between Sting, Darby, and Matt Hardy. And I guess his crew. Which, yep. Um Matt Hardy's been good, man. I like this Carney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying Matt Hardy as well. I did like the uh, Darby Allen uh, video package where he's like, it seems like he's going to be feuding with um, Matt Hardy. I'm sure Sting will be there to have his back. Um. So yeah, he was he was good. Another thing, you know, you and I've been, or actually, I've been listening to Cornette a little bit on his podcast, and I, I didn't get a chance to listen too much this week, but there was one pod, one like snippet that I heard. And you know how difficult it is for him to put over anybody for me, AEW? Yeah, unless it's unless they're in the pinnacle, essentially. Well, I actually he caught me off guard. Uh he put over Darby Allen pretty nicely. Oh, Says he, he sells. He was like, he sells incredible. He goes, when he goes and, and he throws himself out there, he goes, the way he the way he sells too is like he's working safely and he's making other people look great. And he goes, he, he basically, the one, the only thing he said was, he goes, if he was his boss, he would ask him not to do this crazy stuff outside of the ring, like in his personal life, to not break a leg or whatever. He's like, I'm going to be giving you TV time. You've got to be somewhat safe outside and, and be able to show up and, 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 you know, attend these events. But he goes in the ring. He just he loves how he throws himself out there. He just he we broke him down pretty nice. I was like, wow, Jim Cornette with some positivity there. And then it was all about Darby Allen. So good for it. You know, fucking guy. Actually, now he's cool. That was the end of his shit. Exactly. <laughs> no, he's all right. Uh, anything else? He can, sell, man. he can sell. Is good. Look, got a good gimmick. Got to get over the fucking crowd. I like him. But then, I like him better than Harpo. Like him better than Harpo Fingerfuck. <laughs> That's amazing. Fucking Harpo Fingerfuck going out there wrestling a goddamn doll on himself, and a nine-year-old fucking girl putting her over. Oh, we got oh, we got Harpo Fingerfuck out there with doing another cutting another promo, acting like he's having phone sex out there, all breathy like. It's not worse than Shane. Shane sounds like that important one. <laughs> yeah. Video package for Darby Allen, and he has grown on me a lot. Like I said before, I didn't love it. It's kind of cartoony for me, you know, with the paint, face paint and all that. Mm. But obviously, you know, but the guy's extraordinarily talented. And again, I just love the DIY spirit that he has and becoming a filmmaker is incredible. It's, it's a you know, talk about living your best life. The guy's being as creative and living his best life. So I, I totally respect the shit out of that with Darby Allen. Jade Cargill did a little nice little vignette on Jade Cargill, who 
This is why I said, I think I said in pre-production, or I said actually in a previous episode, their women's division is really starting to really build some personalities here. And Jade Cargill, she's probably the first one that comes to your head right now, new women that are involved. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely incredible package. And she is that bitch. So be careful. That's true. That's a pretty good line, man. I'm that bitch. I like that. Yeah, you got to consider the source and who's nailing that line, and it's her, and it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it was Tay Conti, I don't think it would work out. I am that bitch. I am that bitch. No, you're not. (laughs) She's doing it in Portuguese. (laughs) Is she Portuguese? She's Brazilian, and they speak Portuguese. Well, who speaks Brazilian? You know what? Silicon Steve Valley. You should know better. Fucking Brazilians should be speaking Brazilian, should they? Is it Peruvians? Do they Ameri- speak Brazil? Now, now, let me tell you something. Americans should be speaking American. Goddamn English. We beat them in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> we just did Jim Cornette. I think are you being Jim Cornette right now. I just like I'm just being a. I'm just yeah. I'm just being an ignorant Southerner and just uh, applying that what you just said to that. That's- I almost said that's redundant, but I don't want to alienate half the country. (laughs) So uh, then we go, of course, to the exhibition match. I fucking love this. I fucking love this. Because I didn't expect shit out of this, except for the heel turn with Mm QT Marshall in a match, in an exhibition match with Cody Rhodes with the enforcer, double A, Arn Anderson, as a special referee, surrounded the ring, being surrounded by everybody in the Nightmare family. And they, now we know where the Nightmare Factory comes from, uh, graduates from the Nightmare Factory, which is Cody's wrestling school. And we saw the QT Marshall heel turn coming. But the way they did it, first of all, this is hearkening back. I don't know how much it... If you even because you might have been wrestling watching wrestling back then, it kind of harkens back to when Zabisco turned heel on Bruno San Martino. Very it's totally, similar. It. yeah, it was a total play on that. So, QT, after you know, Cody out wrestled him, and then Cody and then QT got frustrated, nailed the enforcer, and then walks out of the ring and he looks like he's angry and sad. He looks like, oh, I don't know why I did that. The rest of the Nightmare family's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? God damn it. And then Cody just, and then our QT Marshall standing behind, and then people I didn't know about nor care about became, got one of my favorite pops of the night. And half of the, half of the Nightmare factory turn on each other with QT pile driving and already busted open Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yep. no, it's not the pile driver on the stairs. He got busted up. He's, he he gets busted open like Flair now. Like oh, fuck, yes, he's busted open. Yeah. So so and then they absolutely QT Marshall's new faction absolutely devastate the Nightmare family, and it, it was the first time I gave a shit about the Nightmare family in months, and I loved it. And I really think QT. I hope QT and these guys run them take the ball and run with it. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was good. The only thing I was thinking that maybe um, Arn might actually turn on uh, Cody, just being tired of his, his uh, pretentious shit, if you will. Um, but that definitely didn't work out. And it actually was like sort of like besides like Red Velvet, I'm not sure of the other ones that sort of stuck by um, uh, Cody and Dustin. Um, yeah, the gun, the gun club, right? Um, and who else of, of significance sort of aligned themselves? So like, I'm not really familiar too much with uh, these guys from the Nightmare uh, family. Yeah, no, well, I mean, they're all graduates. They've been doing a lot on Dark. Um, so essentially, the, the people that stood up that turned with QT Marshall was ex-Olympian boxer Anthony Agogo, and he was the one that, I think, was it Billy Gunn, or it was somebody gave a shot to the stomach? And he to looked, Cody. Looked, oh, it was Cody. Looked badass doing that, it. That's when, JR made, that's when JR made a Jack Dempsey re- reference. Oh, that's shot right. to the solar plexus. The old Jack Dempsey right there. Yep. And then Nick, Com- uh, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo. And the, I tell you, the one dude I like that stuck out to me was the dude with the hair, and the because he looks different than everybody else. They all kind of look the same, caveman. They have the same vibe, except for this caveman looking motherfucker, big dude, mm-hmm. and he looked cool. But I love QT Marshall. I've been a QT fan, man. I've been a very staunch supporter of QT Marshall. I was like, this guy could. I think this guy's got something if he can break away from Cody. So we'll see if I, we'll see if I, I'm, I'm right. We'll see. You know what's funny with QT Marshall <laughs> is um, was it a week ago he was out there and he was he's like um, showing uh, they they went to the shot of his wife there and how long he's been in love with her and all that sort of stuff and he's tired about being like he's tired of being like Cody's like henchman or assistant and he's like all about oh I've been with my wife for since we were eight years old and blah 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 it's like what about six months ago when you were banging the bunny <laughs> yeah. What's, what do your I wife think of that? Too. Yeah, it's like okay, all right, QT, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, suspend disbelief and and go along with this. Yeah, I, I do. I do have something that I I found out and I, I looked it up just before we got on this podcast. And you know how you and I have talked about some of the layers involved here. Yeah. Uh, did you did anybody bring it to your attention about Jake the Snake's initial promo? against Cody when he first appeared a year ago. Yeah, what about it? He referred to Cody as Caesar. Yeah. And what happened? Cody's friend Cody's friend in the month of March turned on him on the grandest of stages in the grandest of ways. Do you think they were that smart to say that? Do you think that was part of it? I don't know. But I mean, I, I try not to believe too much into coincidences, That's and amazing. I, and honestly, you and I have have been making fun of Jake the Snake for weeks now. Is there any chance that he takes that crew under his wing? It gives him something to do. That is this his good, plan? That is how you can make Jake cool, as long as he yeah. say, "That's brilliant." Impaler! Impaler! We, you know, we're on WWE. It's easy to come up with better shit all the time. But when we're talking about AEW, and we come up with ideas, 
might be getting a little cooler. Impaler, I love that. Jake the Snake Roberts with the cute. He is the de facto manager valet for the new QT Marshall factor faction. I like that. Look at that. Yeah. So it's just too ironic that he would refer to him as Caesar. Like why? Like why would he just go refer to him as Caesar? And then a month, uh, I'm sorry, a year later, in the month of March, Cody's supposed best friend, much like Brutus, stabs Caesar in the back, right on live TV. I'll tell you what. I think Jake saying it might be a coincidence, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee Cody Rhodes had March in mind. Cody is that kind of guy. I will say that. So that, I don't know if, I don't think Jake was that prophetic, but I definitely think it was in March, it was in March for a reason for the seat for that Caesar. Yeah. yeah. That was a brilliant, brilliant uh, awareness of you, man. That was great. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I found it on YouTube, man. I'll go and uh, flip it over to you after this episode, wherever you take a look. And I think it's like six minutes into uh, the YouTube clip where like, it was like, basically I think after Cody lost MJF, he's pissing and moaning, kind of crying. And then all of a sudden they cue Jake, the snakes music and he comes out and it's the precursor to Lance Archer of all people. So now let me ask you this. Is Lance Archer and perhaps involved in this as well. I don't know, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I don't think Archer's involved. It looks like he's on his way to, to doing his own thing. Um, yeah. He has. He also cut another promo by himself. So I do believe, and also, like we said before, he liked the tweet of me saying that he shouldn't be with Jake anymore and Jake should do something else. So yeah. I do believe Lance Archer is going. I don't know how they're going to break him up. Usually AEW ties up loose ends better yeah. than that. Usually. I'm sure there's times where someone's going to say, well, I mean, you can talk about their, how they booked their women's division the first year, you know. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. But this is a situation where I think they'll, they'll they, I'm surprised they wouldn't tie that loose end up or they might at least address it, you know, even if it's not a yeah. big deal. But I don't know. Why would you have two big personalities like that not do something different? And at that point in time, how do you turn one of them? Yeah. So I think an amicable difference. Might be the way to do it with them because you want them both to be heel still. So yeah, Lance is Lance is just plain anti weenie. So like you can't be using that term. Do you think that was the moment when Archer was like, "Look, I can't have this motherfucker with me anymore"? You think that yeah, was the I moment? So. Yeah, he was like, he goes to Tony Khan. He goes, Tony. He just said weenie on a show that you could say bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. I, you know, you know, you, you got a good point there, Lance. That's a really bad, really, really bad job. It, it wasn't that good. I mean, it could have been better. I get it, but it wasn't that worse. It, that's my Tony Khan. If you ever hear one of his media sh- schmazes, <laughs> that's why I'm surprised. If you ever listen to one of those media things he does after the the pay per views, if you ever listen to him, you would never think in a million years he would ever try to be an on camera character. And here he is on Impact Wrestling every week. Being this braggadocious, braggadocious, uh, for he, what does he call himself? The forbidden door. I am the yeah. forbidden door. Fucking little 120 pound Tony Khan. <laughs> I love him, dude. I love, thank you, Tony Khan. He does not get to go fuck yourself. Like, nah, that's nice. 
Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. I, who got? Who else got one? It was Vince and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. So the first two go fuck yourselves ever was Vince McMahon and, and Drew McIntyre. So congratulations, guys. I mean, the G, GFYs were just being doled out liberally before this uh, program. Yeah, I should probably just say GFY. I think it's been done before this, so I, I don't think I'm going to make it a thing. That's, mm. that's ruined. Then we had a all-ego Ethan Page, a nice little vignette with Sky. And Ethan Page, who I know very little about. And they're going with the, we are super talented and we haven't gotten our opportunity and it's bullshit kind of vibe that they're going to be going with. And we'll see what happens with them. I'll, I I wasn't moved. Did not move my needle. Anything? Yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah, no, the verdict's out. I mean... Uh, you know, I would think that uh, Scorpio Sky being the brass wing, uh, brass ring keeper that would have moved your needle a little bit, but there was no movement. I have not, other than bell to bell, I like Scorpio Sky, but I have not seen him since he has left SCU. I have not seen enough of him. I haven't seen him on Dark. I, I haven't watched Dark, which is part of my problem, mm-hmm. but. I really, I, I have, I don't know enough about Scorpio Sky other than his work with SCU and as Harold, of course, with that great Kane and Daniel Bryan skit. Um, yes. I don't know enough about Scorpio Sky to, to, to be super excited yet. I want to see, I, I right now it's Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, you know, show me, don't tell me, you know, I want to see. Right, what right, right. So we'll see. So I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, I agree. They need to be showers, not growers. Uh, then we had the purveyor of violence, John Moxley, against a dude who I think's got some potential in Caesar Bononi. Big motherfucker. He looked a lot bigger than Moxley. Moxley's yeah. physique looks... He's got a dad bot already. He's not even a dad yet. Moxley doesn't look like he... Remember when he first came back? He walked out yeah. on, you know, two years ago? That fucking yeah. dude's gone. I mean, I don't know how yeah. much it matters. But Cornette says he Cornette says he looks like a goddamn plumber. He did, dude. Yeah, he did. Uh, look, a, a plumber in good shape, mind you. Yeah. I've seen yeah. some shitty I mean, plumbers, you know, can not always be in the best shape. He's in great shape for a plumber, but it's hard for <laughs> me to st- <laughs> fucking then you have him tag team with Eddie Kingston. Moxley better watch his fucking physique, man. That's gonna become a joke. It He's is. too old to have the Jericho body, homie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jericho could have that body. He's fucking 51. Yeah. Moxley's what in his mid what Moxley's what the mid-30s? 35, 36 now. No, there you go. So yeah, I mean it's 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 just it's whatever because there's gonna be guys that are gonna look like a million bucks. There's gonna be guys like Brian Cage. I'm supposed to believe John yep. Moxley's gonna he doesn't even look like he had any muscle. Like he wasn't even like jacked at all. Like he wasn't even like mm. thick. It was weird. I might be over exaggerating it. Yeah. yeah, but he was in that ring with that monster, and of course he beats him. And well, you know what? Let me ask you this: What with that monster? This is two weeks in a row that I've seen him, and he comes out with uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, and then uh, J.D. Drake, who um, I could probably beat in a foot race. I'm not getting that. 
I why does he look why does he dress like that? Is he the one that had the headgear on? No, he's you know what? I don't know if he has headgear on or I because like he was a little bit more pronounced this week versus last week, but he's got the red like um like satin jacket on. Like you would go and back in 19, you know, 89, 88, you went to like a sports shop and oh, hey, this is a nice Cincinnati Reds jacket. Let me go put this on for the sp- It's not not quite a windbreaker. It's not quite a winter coat, but that's JD Drake's look. <laughs> it's kind of akin to I mean, let's look at this guy. You know what? It's kind of akin to the old the horseman jackets. And what FTR wears, to be honest with you. He's going that route with it. This guy's a champion in, in places, buddy. You better watch what you say about him. I saw him wrestle Eddie Kingston. It was one of the funniest damn matches I've seen in my life. It was just like, I could not believe what the hell was going on there. Jesus Christ. I, I, I mean, and, and and we already know, and was this, this is heel Eddie Kingston, so I probably wouldn't have liked it either. Or was it baby no, Kingston? you would have hated it. No, he was he was a heel at that time still, and then he JD clear, Drake was the face. He clearly yeah. he clearly has a vibe, uh, Arn Anderson vibe he's going for, but I mean he's a big fat person though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like he's like he's like two Arn Andersons that visits the Waffle House uh, for breakfast and dinner. Yeah, he's like young like Arn Anderson, and he has a facial hair like Arn Anderson did back in the day. But he has the body of Arn Anderson of 2021. And that's yes. probably, you know. Oh, my God. I'm seeing him chop. Who is he chopping? Jesus Christ, dude. That is bad. I mean, look, he's a champion all over the place. I saw him with like five different belts. One was cardboard, though. So I don't know if that one. Oh, counts. he made it himself. No, he made that himself. You can't all be intercontinental champions like me, pal. So you know. Yeah, it's true. That belt is more legit than anything he's ever held. 